Welcome into BDP's Weekly Roundup. I'm your host, Money Matt. I got my co-host, Dividend Daniels, with me again here today. And uh, what a weekend of betting it was. It was a great weekend. But before we get into our NFL, let's just focus for a second on going 11 of 12 on the college football games on Saturday. I could not even sleep. I had a 12-leg parlay running with all of those teams and I was up all night seeing if Kansas State could make that cover, but that would have been an absolutely amazing payout. I think it was about 12500 on a $20 bet. I mean, Saturday was mm, a beautiful day. BDP, shout out. Yeah, Saturday was one of our best days I think we've ever had in college football. 14-2 and two was the official record. If you count Friday's game with Wake Forest, 15-2 and two for BDP on the weekend. Uh, David and Daniels threw in a 12-leg parlay, hit 11 out of 12. I think the only one that didn't hit was uh, Kansas State, right? Kansas State, and it was a nail-biter down to the very last second. But I'll tell you what, it, the experience of Saturday when you're watching these parlays just keep bang, like it just makes the game so much more fun. So shout-out to BDP for not only getting rent paid for this month, but also making sure that I had a hell of a Saturday and had a ton of extra money to spend on uh, Sunday's parlays. What? A fun day of betting there, and uh, definitely one of those fun weekends where you really don't think you're going to hit that many bets. I was actually at a wedding, so I actually didn't get to watch any of them, but checking my phone after and seeing the profits uh, was definitely a fun way to end the day. Let's jump right into the NFL Week 3 action. Uh, Our first pick we had was Chargers plus 8 versus the Kansas City Chiefs, and what a game that was. I got to tell you, Justin Herbert really just showing why he's one of the most elite quarterbacks. The the NFL's in great hands with some of these young guys. The Chargers absolutely came out. Defense played spectacular. Uh, again, like I said, the Chargers offense just went absolutely insane. I believe Herbert had four touchdown passes. Um, it was an exciting game to watch. Can't believe that we just watched Mahomes lose two in September. Yeah, the Chiefs are 1-2 and two at the bottom of the AFC West, which – a lot of people never saw that happening. Chargers are two and one. Raiders are three and zero, uh, and the Broncos are three and zero as well. A very very strong division in that AFC West. You don't see see Mahomes make that many mistakes too often, but uh, he seems to be getting a little reckless out there as of late. I will agree, but you know I think in the past two games he's kind of had to be. I mean, shout out Mike Williams. Guy went absolutely nuts. Seven catches, one hundred twenty two yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I think it's about time to put him in the conversation of being one of the most elite running backs or wide receivers, excuse me, in the NFL. The guy's just been going off this year. Yeah, he's definitely had a great start to his season. We'll see if he's able to keep it up. Justin Herbert learns from those rookie mistakes that they had last week against Dallas, comes back here against the Chiefs in a very, very tough road environment and able to win 30-24. That plus eight was never in doubt in this game. And uh, Chargers really come away with a huge win, not only for their division, but for their entire season. That is a huge confidence boost going into the next week. We're going to move on to our next pick. It was the Giants minus two and a half. And uh, having faith in the Giants is one of the worst feelings to have in the entire world. You know, that was a scary bet. I think I might have mentioned it last week when we were talking about this. But, you know, the Giants, they have no identity. The Atlanta Falcons also do not. It's its a coin toss between those guys. The game was absolutely sloppy. It was gross. The Giants are 0-3 for the second year in a row. Um, I just have no idea where they're going to go from here. It was a heartbreaking loss. But um, I think you know prior to the game, obviously, there was a lot of opportunity for that bet to hit. But the Falcons came out and got it done somehow. Yeah, Eli Manning day was there. Uh, a lot of hype going into this game. Giants are home. Falcons 0-2. Giants 0-2 going into this game. 
and uh, early thought the Giants might have had it, might run away with it, but very, very low-scoring affair here, and uh, losing on a last-second field goal is always heartbreaking, but that's what ended up happening. Falcons take this one 17-14 on Young Waku's 40-yard field goal, and uh, I hate betting on the Giants, And uh, you know, but you run with the algorithm, you go with what it says, and uh, I had the Giants in that game. Unfortunate loss there. But we lick our wounds and we move on. Speaking of, Saquon, hope to see you back next week. Started to see that little breakout. I think the Giants' scheme was to go around Saquon. And when he got hurt during that game, I don't think they really had anything to bounce back from at that point. But, man, I would love to see this guy healthy. He's exciting to watch when he is. Yeah, absolutely. Very fun uh, to see Saquon back out there. Always love to see the guys that come out as huge draft picks when they have injuries like that be able to come back strong, and uh, Saquon was able to do that. Looked a little bit like his former self in that game, so uh, we'll see if he's able to continue that and hopefully come back from whatever that lingering injury is that he has right now. Uh, Our next pick we had was the Steelers on the money line, and uh, the Steelers do not look good. I got to tell you, I really have nothing to even say about this game besides the fact what a game by Joe Burrow. Just absolutely played outstanding. Played safe. I uh, did have that one interception, but still when you have three passing touchdowns on 14 of 18 completions, I mean, really nothing to complain about. Yeah, Burrow looked really good here. Ben Roethlisberger looks very old and uh, very just not a very good quarterback right now. I don't know where the offense is going to come from from the Steelers. Najee Harris is good, but when you have no passing game, it's hard for him to be able to run. Juju Smith-Schuster went out in this game with an injury as well. Uh, Deontay Johnson did not play in this game with an injury, so now they're down two wide receivers. Uh, It's going to be very interesting to see if the Steelers are able to bounce back. They had a great week one win against the Bills, but have been downhill ever since. So we'll see if the Steelers are able to turn the season around, or it might get ugly very quickly for Mike Tomlin and his Pittsburgh Steelers. Shout out to Najee Harris. I mean, guy went absolutely off. 14 rushes for 40 yards, 14 catches for 102 yards. Uh, Was absolutely just brutal when he was hitting against those Bengals defenders. So... Hats off to him. He gave 110%. I think that uh, he's really the only chance that the Steelers have. And, I mean, the guy's legs have to be sore, not from the rushing, but from carrying that team all the way down the field every single play. Yeah, the the Steelers never looked good. The Bengals weren't able to really run away with this game. Uh, Jamar Chase gets another touchdown catch, which is amazing for him. But uh, we'll see if the Steelers are able to somehow bounce back from this. I don't see it happening. I think the Steelers are on a very downward trajectory. I don't see them turning this season around anytime soon. Uh, but the Bengals, 2-1 and one for the first time in who knows how long. Uh, moving on to our next game, we had the Cardinals. This is our last game we had in that 1 o'clock slate. Cardinals minus 6.5 versus the Jaguars. And uh, this one was a scary bet for a while. got to tell you, like, love it that it hit. But, oh, my gosh, I've never seen a team try and give away a spread any more than the Cardinals did. That's sec- the end of the first half, the field goal attempt that ran back for 109 yards. I mean, just – what was the plan there? Yeah, a 68-yard field goal attempt from Matt Prater, who did hold the previous record until, obviously, Justin Tucker on Sunday broke it. He did have the previous record of a 64-yard field goal for the longest in NFL history. Don't know what Cliff Kingsbury was thinking at the end of that first half, doing a 68-yard field goal. Uh, you know if he hits that short that there is no one on that kicking team that's going to be able to tackle that guy. You got oh, there's somebody. There's nine linemen who are gonna try and <laughs> keep up with the guy who's running a four four forty. As soon as he caught that ball, you just knew it was about to be lights out. The dude just you could see it in his eyes. He just saw the other end zone as soon as he got it. He was not getting tackled on there. There was I think one guy who made a might have made contact with him, but even that even then he was hitting his legs and 
there was really no chance. I think the guy ran in with about five or six other teammates. So uh, just real aggressive, uh, ballsy play call there. Uh, and I guess, you know, the Cardinals are kind of known for that. But in the second half, they locked it up. They came out clearly in the halftime. Kingsbury told them, you know, this is what we need to do. And, and they stuck to it. And they came out and put on a, a hell of a performance there in the second half, completely shut down the Jags. Yeah, absolutely. And luckily, the Jaguars are the Jaguars when it comes to this bet. And, you know, you knew they probably aren't going to string two really good halves together. And uh, that pick six by Trevor Lawrence really helped the Cardinals to be able to cover this spread of six and a half, taking home a final win of 31 to 19 and taking home a win on that bet. Uh, we're moving on to our next pick, which was the Broncos minus six and a half. This game was kind of a snoozer, uh, not really fun to watch at all. Broncos take this one easily 26 to zero against the Jets. I think the one thing that we have to just take away from this game is, is Zach Wilson the worst quarterback in the league right now? I think he might be. He has seven interceptions in three games. Including five sacks just in this game alone. So not only is he throwing interceptions, but he's holding the ball clearly way too long. I mean, Denver, you know, just came out and just got after him, and it, it clearly paid off. I mean, shout out Melvin Gordon coming back, having an excellent game. Um, Teddy Bridgewater just managing the game, as always. Didn't put up a passing touchdown, but also didn't have a turnover. Uh, you just let your playmakers go make plays, and that's what they did. And there was, it was really never a competition at all. Yeah, Broncos 3-0 and to start the season. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, obviously the starting quarterback there now. I think it was a smart decision by Vic Fangio, Vic Fangio to go with Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke. I know it was a big, quote-unquote, QB battle during the summer, but I don't think it was much of a battle. Teddy, I feel like, had this one from the beginning. He's one of those guys He's not going to lose you the game. He may not win you the game, but he will not lose you the game. That Broncos defense is incredible. I mean, putting up a shutout in the NFL is almost unheard of. Normally, a team at least takes a field goal and makes it 26-3, but 26-0 here for the Broncos. That minus 6.5 was never in question, and uh, a nice, easy win for us there. I may just go ahead and put in the uh, spread for every opponent the Jets play for the rest of the season because I don't see this getting any better from here. Yeah, I don't know if the Jets are going to be able to cover it, uh, any spread this year, like you said, so we'll see if they're able to uh, even bounce back next week. We're got moving on to the Raiders and the Dolphins. The... Uh, Raiders playing with Derek Carr, who, quote-unquote, may be elite, and the Dolphins have Jacoby Brissett as their starter in this game. Well, I think Derek Carr still had a pretty good game. I mean, he did have a, a big turnover there, but still 386 yards, uh, two passing touchdowns, uh, found a running game out of nowhere. But, I mean, you know, I'll say Miami, they just do not quit. They fight and they dig, and they just never give up. And it, it was honestly a, a very entertaining game, a very scary game for us as betters, but – I mean, that's what you're looking for on a Sunday. Yeah, good old Brian Flores uh, drawing up the throw the ball to Jalen Waddell in the end zone play to give the Raiders a easy, easy safety there in the first quarter. Uh, very, very interesting game. Derek Carr starts the game off with that huge pick six. Do you think the Dolphins might have a little momentum with him here going up 14-0? But Raiders are able to bounce back, take this game to overtime. They both kick field goals, luckily. Uh, Daniel Carlson's able to hit the game-winning field goal to take this one home, 31-28. Very glad we took them on the money line there and didn't have to worry about the spread. Can we all just agree that running a trick play in your own end zone is maybe the worst call that you could ever make? Because even if you possibly pull it off, which clearly they did not, the chances of your offensive line getting a holding call at that point and getting you the safety anyways, I just don't understand it. But, you know, who am I? Yeah, very, very interesting call there by Brian Flores. I don't really know what he was thinking there. Instead of running the ball, uh, and getting it out of their own end zone. They decided to throw it into their own end zone, and uh, Jalen Waddell had nowhere to go there. So uh, very questionable play calling there by Brian Flores. The old trickaroo. Yeah. Works little... every time, 
about 10% of the time. Yeah, a little too much trickery there. Uh, sometimes you can overthink play calls, and Brian Flores definitely was doing that on that one. Moving on to what was supposed to be the game of the week, Buccaneers and the Rams. We took the Bucks on the money line and uh, started off kind of close, but uh, the Rams kind of ran away with this one, just like Deshaun Jackson ran to that tunnel. I tell you what, Matt Stafford put on an absolute show. I think he might have taught Tom Brady a few things. You're talking about 343 yards passing, four passing touchdowns. I mean, the dude went absolutely nuts. I mean, he made Deshaun Jackson relevant again. This dude can do anything. Yeah, uh, great game there by Matt Stafford. Like you said, Deshaun Jackson, everybody kind of forgot he was on the Rams. Uh, hadn't played much this year for them, but able to come through in the clutch here and get three massive catches. Only he can get three catches and go over 100 yards. Uh, Rams win this one 34-24. It wasn't really that close. The Bucks score a last garbage time touchdown to make it a little bit better on the scoreboard, but Rams take it here and are 3-0 and to start the season with Matt Stafford at the, at the reins. I'll tell you what, I cannot wait to see this rematch at the end of the season and, you know, say a little prayer here for the Patriots because Tom Brady had that look on his face where he was just going to come out and absolutely obliterate next week's team and it just so happens to be in Foxborough. That's going to be fireworks. Yeah, uh, as you can see, all the hype going up to this one. Adele even saw on the uh, Sunday night broadcast to promote this game, so... Bucks versus Patriots, the Sunday night game next week is definitely going to be a fun one. And uh, you don't want to face Tom Brady after a loss, especially when he's going back home to Foxborough. So uh, very, very excited for that one to happen. The next one we had was the Seahawks on the money line. Seahawks came out strong, looked like they were going to control this game, and then scored zero points in the second half, and they lose 30-17. to 17. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. When is Kirk Cousins going to get his due? This man is absolutely playing lights out, especially coming back from the injury and then having a Minnesota Vikings team with a great defense. Kirk Cousins put on a hell of a show. We had Madison who put on a great show. We had Jefferson. All these guys just went absolutely nuts. It seems like Kirk Cousins is the orchestrator that the Vikings have been looking for this entire time. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, if you have him not in primetime games, I think this is the strategy for the Vikings. Keep him out of primetime, and he's going to show off. An unbelievable game here, winning 30-17. Looked way better than Russell Wilson did in that second half. I don't really know what stalled this Seahawks offense. They came out strong, came out with a huge lead, and then absolutely just put on the emergency brakes and did not go anywhere in that second half. So great win there by the Vikings to get, uh, win it 30-17. It had us at 4-4 four and four going into the night game. We really needed this one to be positive on the day, and it was the Packers versus the 49ers to end the night. And uh, Packers, we had Packers plus three and a half versus the 49ers in this one. One of the best games that we've seen in a long time. I absolutely loved it when the 49ers took the lead there at the end. Everybody in that entire stadium and everybody who was watching the game knew that Aaron Rodgers had too much time. Um, as a better, I never had a doubt in my mind that it was, the Packers were going to pull that one out. Yeah, actually made a live bet on the Packers after the 49ers scored that last touchdown. 37 seconds is too much for Rodgers. I know they didn't have any timeouts, but you just kind of knew this felt like his game where he was going to come and win it down. Gets two massive plays, get him in field goal range, and uh, Max Crosby hits that game-winning field goal to win 30-28. The refs in this game had some very, very questionable calls. Devontae Adams gets absolutely knocked out and uh, no targeting penalty, no unnecessary roughness. Kind of seemed like they might have had some 49 money on the 49ers in this one. I'll tell you what, it seemed like the uh, medical staff for Green Bay may have also had the same kind of vision as the rest because Devontae Adams coming back out after that hit was 
absolute insanity. I'm not for sure how you can possibly get cleared for that, but shout out to Devontae for being tough, putting up 132 yards and a touchdown, taking that massive hit. Um, you know, Green Bay, I think, is really just playing with that chip on their shoulder right now after the scrutiny they took in week one. Uh, we knew it was going to come from Rodgers. Rodgers puts on another great performance, and, I mean, just a hell of a game-winning drive for that field goal to win the game. Yeah, uh, I don't know what happened with that Devontae Adams concussion protocol, but obviously there was none. He looked like he was knocked out on the field and then comes back two plays later. Uh, glad he did, though, for our bet, because without him, I don't think they make that last-second drive. Uh, Devontae Adams was eating all night and uh, continued that throughout that last drive. That takes us to our final bet. It was the Monday night game, Eagles-Cowboys, an NFC East matchup. We took the Eagles plus four and a half, and oh my goodness, the Cowboys ran away with this one. Yeah, I just want to say to everybody right now, I am sorry. We did not see this one coming. The Cowboys may actually be real. Zeke just woke up this week out of nowhere, just absolutely pounded the ball. That combination between him and Pollard is almost impossible to stop. And then you have Dak Prescott, again, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, the Cowboys put on an absolute clinic. Um, you know, I, was, I got a little apprehension about this bet at the beginning of the game when Dak was uh, tearing up, playing at home for the first time. Got a little scared there, but, uh, you know, apologize for that one. You know, had a lot of uh, faith in Philadelphia, but Dallas just absolutely put on a show last night. Yeah, that like you said, that Pollard and Zeke combo, they both woke up and chose violence yesterday, and they both – showed why they're one of the best duo of running backs in the league. Uh, that one-two combination of Zeke kind of with that ground and pound and Pollard with the quickness reminds me of that Saints backfield when it was Kamara and Mark Ingram, uh, a very deadly combo. You got Dak back there slinging it around. You got C.D. Lamb. You got Amari Cooper. You've got Dalton Schultz coming out of nowhere yesterday with one of the biggest games of his career. Trayvon Diggs with a pick six. He's got as many interceptions as his family member Stefan Diggs, which is kind of incredible as a cornerback. Uh, that defense looks real this year. Micah Parsons is a monster on that line. Uh, when Demarcus Lawrence went out, a lot of people thought Cowboys are really going to struggle to be able to get pressure on the quarterback, but Micah Parsons switches from linebacker to defensive end seamlessly, and uh, the Cowboys look legit this year. Shout out to Jerry Jones for the amazing comparison of Micah Parsons to a mother's breast milk. Not really sure what to take from that one, but I'm pretty sure it means he's really good. And the stat says, yeah, this guy's absolutely lighting it up. Guy's a monster. Yeah, a very fun week three NFL. Uh, we got a fun week four NFL coming up, too. Thursday night game is Bengals-Jags. Uh, some of the highlights from this weekend are probably going to be the Cardinals and Rams. That's going to be a fun one. Two 3-0 teams taking it on. Seahawks 49ers. Seahawks are going to have to turn it around here or they're going to start the season 1-3, and three, and they're really going to have to try to climb back for a playoff position. you got the Ravens versus the Broncos. That's another fun one. And then uh, that obviously the one that everybody's talking about, Bucks, Patriots, Sunday night football. I don't think that one's going to be very close, but uh, definitely Tom Brady going back to Foxborough is going to be a fun one to watch. I'm just looking to see what the over-under for Gronk reception touchdown is going to be because I know that Brady – and Gronk, Antonio Brown, they're going to go into Foxborough with a chip on their shoulder. But, you know, the game that I'm looking forward to is that Monday night game with the Raiders and Chargers. Let's see, you know, like which one of these quarterbacks is going to be real. They both have great defenses. Uh, I mean, this game is going to say a lot about both these teams, and I think this week is going to say a lot about a lot of these teams as well. Yeah, the Chargers versus the Raiders to cap off the week. We've got some good primetime games. I mean, I guess the Bengals-Jags isn't that great. 
But the Sunday night game between the Bucks and Pats is going to be fun, and obviously the Raiders-Chargers is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, any last words for our listeners before we wrap up the show? You know, as it goes every week, we're going to have more and more data. The algorithm is going to be more and more accurate. This week, we're going to just absolutely try and pound it into the ground as if we were Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, cannot wait to get these bets in. I cannot wait till Thursday. I cannot wait till Sunday. Uh, let's just hold on till then. And uh, by then, we'll get you those picks and we'll get you maybe a couple of good uh, same game parlays and make it real exciting. Let's win that money. Yeah, make sure you guys go to bdpbets.com. That is bdpbets.com. Sign up for a seven-day free trial, and it's only $5 a week after that. Like Jesse said, you would have easily already paid for your membership if you bet with us on Saturday. That NCAA football college card was absolutely wild going 14-2, and and uh, we're definitely going to be giving you guys more of those picks this week. We've got all of our NFL action. Follow us on Twitter, at BDPBets on Twitter, TikTok, uh, Instagram. We've got all of those covered as well. We throw out some free picks on there as well, so make sure you guys check that out and uh, make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast. Shout out to BDP. This is the first Tuesday that my bookie has not responded to any of my texts. It was a great week last week. Hopefully he's got that money to pay up. Absolutely. And uh, make sure you guys are subscribed, and uh, we'll see you on Thursday.